Happy birthday, Chuck Grassley. Hi, I'm Philip Lumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Turn Limits Movement. This is episode number 221, posted on September 11th, 2023. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. Chuck Grassley, the senior senator representing Iowa, turns 90 years old on Sunday this week. That is September 17th. Happy birthday. He was born in 1933 and is the longest serving Republican in U.S. Senate history. He won his first election to the Senate in 1980 and has served in that body for almost 43 years. But his political career did not start there, not hardly. Senator Grassley first ran for office in 1959 and was elected to the Iowa State House um, and served there until 1975. He served in the U.S. House representing Iowa from 1975 to 1980, and that's when he ran for the U.S. Senate. My calculator informs me that that is 64 years in politics. He has never done anything else. Periodically, Chuck has expressed support for the idea of term limits, God bless him. But his biggest contribution to the cause has been as a poster child for why term limits are so necessary. Given the power of incumbency, it's not surprising that Chuck has continued to rewin his seat well into his 80s. Remember that in 2022, every single U.S. senator running for their own seat won. That's a 100% victory for incumbents. And yes, Chuck was one of those winners at age 89. He'll be 95 at the end of his term. And by the way, I heard today that Nancy Pelosi has just announced that she's going to run for re-election for her U.S. House seat next year at age 83. Now, is this happening because voters want to be represented by a 90-year-old? Or because there is no one else in the whole state of Iowa, which is the home of about 3.2 million people, that they see is capable of doing this job? Well, you know it isn't, right? The power of incumbency is such that it scares away serious challengers. When an incumbent like this announces their re-election campaign, money flows in before they send out their first solicitation. Their coffers fill with cash, right? 90% of all PAC money, over 90% of all PAC money, goes to incumbents. And all kinds of special interests are investing in them and indebted to them. Looking at the statistical likelihood of beating an incumbent, serious, goal-oriented people generally don't try. Besides, even if they won, look how long a newcomer would have to wait to get on, say, the Senate Finance Committee or the Senate Judiciary Committee. You know, it's a seniority system. It's the seniors that have the power. So who has a life to throw away waiting to get into a position to get something done? Only someone who doesn't mind being a professional politician or who wants to be or whose goal in life is to be a professional politician. Someone like Senator Charles Grassley. Next, last Tuesday in Rhode Island, Congressional District Number 1, a special election was held to fill the seat of Representative David Cicilline, who resigned from Congress at the end of May. So with no incumbent in the race... Nearly a dozen Democrats and two Republicans jumped in. Let's let Holly Robichaud tell the story from her YouTube show, Breaking News on Term Limits. 
Holly Robichaud with breaking news on term limits. Wow, what an exciting night. Last night in the Rhode Island special election, we didn't have one winner. We had two winners. That's right. Both the winners of the Democratic and Republican primaries are U.S. term limits pledge signers. So that means we're going to have, no matter what, another pledge signer in Congress. We're so excited. want to say congratulations to Gabe Ammo and Jerry Leonard for winning their primaries. If the new Rhode Island Congress member was sworn in today, that would be pledge signer number 113 in the House. Next. I reported a few episodes back about a referendum in the Central African Republic to abolish presidential term limits. <laughs> the referendum was pushed by the current president, Faustine Archange Tuadera, and his ruling party, the United Hearts. Oh, and also the Russian mercenary Wagner Group, who had troops on the ground in the Central African Republic to, quote, Provide security, close quote. I'm not kidding. Not surprisingly, the referendum to abolish term limits passed with 95% of the vote. Turnout was about 10%. <laughs> Critics are calling the election a power grab and a farce. Now, these are words that can be used to describe politicians' attempts to roll back term limits in the U.S. as well. Well, you might think that I'm going too far in suggesting this equivalence, but seriously, Literally, there can be no doubt that the goal of all anti-term limits politicians is always and everywhere the same, to hold on to power. Take it away, Joe. This is a public service announcement. Television and radio host Bill O'Reilly spoke for America this week from his YouTube channel News Nation, when he pleaded with this country's aging political careerists to retire with dignity. Although for many of them, it's already too late to do that. McConnell should resign tomorrow and his wife should make that happen. McConnell is not healthy enough to be the Senate minority leader. Dianne Feinstein should quit tomorrow as a senator from California because she is not healthy enough. And Joe Biden should resign, not tomorrow, but somewhere down the line after the Democrats set up someone who can actually compete for the office because Biden cannot. All right. And we should have term limits in this country. Absolutely should have them. This is ridiculous to have people sitting there like Ms. Feinstein, who doesn't even know where she is, literally doesn't know where she is. And McConnell, I feel sorry for him. It looks like he's going to have a stroke. I mean, come on, let's get these people the help they need and get other people in who can run the country. Is that illogical? It's not illogical. Let's not stop there. We have another excellent public service announcement this week. On his nationally syndicated radio show, The Breakfast Club, DJ Charlemagne the God and his crew applauded Nikki Haley's latest call for term limits. Let's talk about these <laughs> older politicians. Yeah, Sunday, a Republican presidential candidate, Nikki Haley, advocated for term limits, which I think we all agree on that, and mental uh, mental tests for politicians over the age of 75. Uh, she says they need to let a younger generation take over. Let's take a listen. It's sad. No one should feel good about seeing that. You know, with 
any more than we should feel good about seeing Dianne Feinstein, any more than we should feel good about a lot of what's happening or seeing Joe Biden's decline. What I will say is right now the Senate is the most privileged nursing home in the country. Mitch McConnell has done some great things and he deserves credit. But you have to know when to leave. That is why I'm strongly in support of term limits in this country. I think that we do need mental competency tests for anyone over the age of 75. I I wouldn't care if they did them over the age of 50. But these are people making decisions decisions on our national security. They're making decisions on our economy, on the border. We need to know they're at the top of their game. You can't say that right now looking at Congress. Nikki is absolutely right. She ain't say one damn thing wrong. I've been saying this for the longest. I'll stop it when she stopped telling the truth. We I, need term limits. Yep. And, you know, if you are going to stay in, you definitely need mental competency tests over the age of whatever. Next, a personal experience. Last week, I attended two days of meetings in Las Vegas with the U.S. Term Limits team. And this included pretty much the entire staff and a couple board members and a couple contract folks. There was about 25 of us there in total. And you've met some of these folks on the podcast. We've had Ken Quinn, Holly Robichaud, Nick Tombalides, Scott Tillman, Stacey Selleck, and others. And some I never actually met in person because we do a lot of our work uh, remotely. And, oh, Paul Jacob was there. And also our chairman, Howard Rich. Anyway, I have to tell you, I came back energized. I mean, this was an impressive group. It's also the largest staff USTLs had since the heydays of the 90s when the initiative and referendum strategy was at its height. Now, why is that? Because like then, we found a strategy that is working. Now, recall that back in the 1990s, 23 states term limited their congressional delegations. Yes, they're congressional delegations at the ballot box. In 1992, 14 states voted for term limits on the same day. We've never seen anything like that in history before or since. Now, with 23 states with term limit delegations, we were on our way to changing the incentives of the Congress on this issue. You know, generally, of course, Congress members have an incentive to vote against term limits, right? But what if half the Congress was term limited and half was not? You could see that all of a sudden, half of Congress would be at a big disadvantage and would have a very powerful incentive to term limit the other half. That was the lever that we are trying to create in order to push a constitutional amendment at that time. And that strategy was clearly working until the Supreme Court in U.S. term limits versus Thornton in 1995 in a five to four split decision that we can term limit congressional delegations by a constitutional amendment only and not by initiative or referenda. Hmm. Well, so we're back to the problem of the Congress would never pass term limits on themselves, right? Well, today we're trying to switch their incentives again, and this time by getting the states to call for an amendment proposing convention limited to the subject of congressional term limits. Now, this time we know we're on solid constitutional ground as Article 5 is clear as day on the subject. Read it. So if two-thirds of the states apply for an amendment proposing convention on the same subject, it shall be called. And that body has the right to propose amendments and then send them to the states for ratification. Now, we're six states in. And it's clear that it can be done. State legislatures will pass these resolutions. So... We have a good strategy, and to implement it requires a good team, and we have that too. 
So what we need to do now is scale up this operation. Regular listeners know that I don't harangue you on this podcast with requests for money. I don't know that I've ever done it, except in a perfunctory way at the end of each podcast. But after last week, I am inspired to do so. I know we can do this. We have shown it in a half dozen states. The team I saw this week is the team that can get this job done. But none of this is free. So please consider sending us a financial contribution at termlimits.com slash donate. And let's get this done. With the recent cringeworthy senior moments from Senator Dianne Feinstein and Senator Mitch McConnell, plus the upcoming 90th birthday of Chuck Grassley of Iowa, the nation's attention is on the issue of term limits and also of age limits. You've heard us talk about Jared Hendricks, who led the successful initiative effort to term limit the North Dakota legislature and governor in 2022. Well, he's at it again. With his group, Retire Congress North Dakota, Hendricks is pushing a new initiative to bar octogenarians from running for Congress from that state. Holly Robichaud spoke to him last week. Hey, today we've got joining us Jared Hendricks, who is our North Dakota hero, passed term limits uh, last year, and now he's taking on a new initiative of putting age limits on members of Congress. Jared, welcome to the show. Hey, Holly, thanks for having me on. Tell us about this new ballot initiative. Yeah, so it's it's pretty simple. Um, it's saying that anyone who is elected in the state of North Dakota to one of our three Congress positions, because we only have one member of Congress and, of course, two U.S. senators, uh, cannot attain the age of um, 80 during their time in office. Um, so it's a it's an age limit. It's congressional age limit only applies to our members of Congress. And, you know, Congress hasn't acted on this. They haven't acted on term limits. And if you look at what's happening in the news in the last few weeks with um, Mitch McConnell's episode, with some of the um, situations with Senator Feinstein out of California, we don't want those problems in North Dakota. So that's why we're doing it. All right. So why do you think that this will go over well right now in North Dakota? Well, I think it's kind of one of the topics of the day. I mean, people are watching... You know, even our president, President Biden, which obviously our measure doesn't affect that. People are still watching that. And there's a lot of legitimate questions about age of people in office in general right now. And um, and plus, it's just common sense. And it's actually not without precedent in North Dakota. You actually can't be a state judge with your full benefit retirement benefits if you don't retire by 73. That's already in our law, and there's 31 other states that have certain restrictions on judges' mandatory retirements where they lose retirement benefits, and some of those limits are age 65 or 70. So we think it's very reasonable to say at age 80, we think the support will be widespread. There's actually some people that think it should be 65, um, so we think we're being pretty pragmatic, and I think it's going to have wide support. All right. How many signatures do you need, and how are the signatures going? It's going good. You know, it always starts a little slow when you're trying to build a team, but it, it's going good. And in North Dakota, we have this thing called the winter that we have to um, avoid if possible. So we're, we're scrambling. Um, you know, I, I think, um, I don't know the exact number. I think maybe we have six or 7,000 at this point. Um, we have to get 31 some thousand signatures, 31,000 and some change. Um, which is a good number. Um, and of course you always want to get more because inevitably there will be some errors um, but we think we'll get to it and we should be able to get on the ballot by uh, next June, we're hoping. 
Well, you've had some great success out in North Dakota previously, and I bet you're going to do it again this time. Where do people go to join your team? Yeah, so they can go check out our website, retirecongressnorthdakota.com. And um, there's a lot of information on there. With um, There's a FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. They can sign up on our mailing list. Um, they can obviously share our um, content, uh, which is good. No matter where they live, we want people to share and and them to see that what we're doing because this is kind of a national story even though it only affects north dakota and ultimately we want other states to emulate what we're doing so uh, retired congress north dakota.com all right well jared you've been our hero out there in north dakota with everything you've done with passing term limits and now this initiative we wish you all the best of luck and thank you for joining us today and we'll give the last word in this episode to a lifetime opponent of term limits Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Respectfully, can you tell us what is afflicting you and describe, characterize what is the level of transparency that the people of Kentucky deserve to hear about your condition? Well, I think Dr. Monahan covered. We'd like to hear from you. I, I know you are hearing from me. I think Dr. Monahan covered the subject fully. You had a chance to read it. I don't have anything to add to it, and uh, I think it should answer any reasonable question. But he ruled things out. He didn't rule things. He ruled things out. He didn't tell us what it might have been. Do you know what it is? You've had all these evaluations. What have doctors said is the precise medical reason for those two freeze-ups? What? Dr. Monahan's report addressed was concerns people might have that some things that happened to me did happen. Well, they didn't. And this, really, I have nothing to add to that. I think you pretty well covered the subject. What do you say to those who are calling on you to step down? Do you have any plans to retire anytime soon? <laughs> I have no announcements to make on that subject. But what do you say to those who are... I, I'm going to finish my term as leader, and I'm going to finish my Senate term. Thank you. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No Uncertain Terms. The term limits convention bills are moving through the state legislatures. This could be a breakthrough year for the term limits movement. To check on the status of the term limits convention resolution in your state, go to termlimits.com slash take action. There, you will see if it has been introduced and where it stands in the committee process on its way to the floor vote. If there's action to take, you'll see a take action button by your state. Click it. This will give you the opportunity to send a message to the most relevant legislators, urging them to support the legislation. They have to know you're watching. That's turnlimits.com slash take action. If your state has already passed the Turnlimits Convention resolution, or the bill's not been introduced in your state, you can still help. Please consider making a contribution to U.S. term limits. It is our aim to hit the reset button on the U.S. Congress, and you can help. Go to turnlimits.com slash donate termlimits.com slash donate. Thanks. We'll be back next week. Find us on most social media at US Term Limits. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and now LinkedIn.
U-S-T-L. Yeah.